1: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined in studio by Molly Williams. Hello, Molly.
2: Hello, Sarah. So nice to be here. Yeah, and welcome home. Thank you.
1: Yeah, just got back from Ohio. Yes, yeah, your your homeland.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I went for my 30th veterinary school class reunion.
1: Uh, okay. Isn't that
2: crazy? And, 30 uh, years. It's crazy to me.
1: How well attended was it?
2: We had about 50 people show up it was really nice oh speaking of veterinary here he comes yes, I, I Augie should, wants to sit I should in give your lap and then they'll run away get, <laughs> get the finger out and they know <laughs> yes. yes so it's good to see everybody and i saw my best childhood friend jenny we spent a lot of time together and i saw my brother and his wife and my husband's family okay oh, so made the rounds yeah
1: good 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 and you got a super cute shirt from a five dollar store ah
2: ohio has everything we also went to this uh restaurant called chicken salad chicks and they just do chicken salad southern style chicken salad oh my gosh it was so good (laughs) i mean ohio has all the stuff you know everything we had a good time i went to serpent mound uh, near cincinnati what's that effigy mound
1: I don't, um, I don't know what that means.
2: It means it's a the mound, the shape of a snake. So oh. there's two of them in Ohio. There's one that's the serpent mound. And then there's one that's the um, supposed to be a crocodile, but maybe it's more of an opossum or something. I, don't, <laughs> I haven't figured out where that one is. I need to look it up. But the serpent mound was a place that w- you'd, you'd always go as a school group or something like that. And I went as a kid. And my memory of it is it's this huge mound and you have to stand way up above it. And you can see the, the serpent eating the egg and so I said, hey, you know, Jenny, I really would like to go back and visit this place. She was all for it. So we took this long drive. It is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we went like cross one lane bridges and stuff like that. Probably we ways took us a funny way. But anyway, we get out there. There's nobody there. And the place is really not that big. You know, it's, it's that thing. The Serpent Mound itself is about two feet above the ground.
1: Stop it. This is like Stonehenge. I know. Dropped. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And, uh, and the thing is maybe as long as a football field, my memory is, it's like a block long, you know, it's not, but anyway, it's a magical place. It really has that feeling. And there's other burial mounds there. The So it's, mounds, a,
1: it's a Native American site. Is yes. It? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're not really sure how old it is. It may mm. go back to about 4,000 AD, I think. I mean,
1: uh, uh, B.C., yeah. Yeah, or what's, what am I Whatever. supposed to BC. say?
2: Yeah, you're right, before. It's yeah. like, could be really... Old. Anyway, there's different groups that lived in Ohio, and so I'm not really sure which group is attributed to. Might be attributed to more than one group. Anyway, that was fascinating. It was great to go back. Mm-hmm. And um, then we went to, like... You know, when you live in a place, sometimes
1: you just never see things. Oh, definitely, because you're like, well, I can go another day, or- so I don't have to go today.
2: Yeah, and also, I lived there before the internet. Okay. <laughs> so I lived there
1: in- was a time before the internet.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, hard to believe, but uh, we lived in a town called Springfield, Ohio, which is near Dayton. And Jenny and I went through Dayton on our way back home. And well, first of all in Dayton we went to Greenlawn Cemetery, which was fascinating. It's where the Wright brothers are buried. Oh fascinating mm-hmm. cemetery. You know, I lived right next to it, never went to it. And then in Springfield, there's this folk artist who in the forties made these little stone houses and sculptures and stuff. Oh. It's right there in Springfield. It wow. It's completely free. It was the Hartman Rock Garden. Oh it was fascinating and then there's also a frank lloyd wright house
1: in oh yes you sent me you texted me a picture from yeah. there yes no, they
2: hadn't fixed that up until 2001 so it was okay there. so your
1: excuse for yes for, i am yes.
2: Excuse from that but it was great and in springfield ohio had fantastic ramen <laughs> who knew who knew <laughs> this place called speakeasy ramen so good place looked like a complete dive almost (laughs) turned around and walked out I'm like this is not going to be good because I had a lot of bad food in Ohio too (laughs) I mean you know like anywhere I had some really good food excellent ramen like Portland quality
1: ramen. Wow. Which is
2: saying a lot because yes. we have good ramen
1: Yes, here. we have good ramen yeah. here. We have yeah. good ramen here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the so the rock little houses and stuff, those are small, they're big. I mean, are they miniatures? Uh, They're miniatures.
2: So he, the guy had, you know, just, just a normal house and he built it in his backyard. So it's just in a normal lot. And they range in size from, oh, about two feet tall Then he has some castles that are about four feet tall. And so he made like moats and elevations and, Mm. you know, just all sorts of things. He was very religious. A lot of them uh, had to do with the Bible. Like there was a Noah's Ark thing, but he had an Oregon Trail kind of Mm. diorama. 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 Yeah. (laughs) You know, with like oxen and cowboys and stuff like that. So, Uh yeah, it was really fascinating. And uh, he died... I think he probably died in the 70s or 80s, and then his wife died in, in the night in like 1990s, and then a group took it over.
1: So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. But wow, wow, wow! Well, lots of good good sightseeing.
2: Oh yeah, and really yeah. good to see people. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You like unusual sights. It's one of the many your many qualities I love about you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> nice to have a friend that will do that kind of stuff with you. Yes, so uh-huh.
1: that yes, was good. yes, yes, yes. Well, Molly, we're being a little bit intrepid this weekend uh, yeah. we're recording this uh, on the today's october 4th we're re- recording this a week earlier than usual so but we plan to go swimming at quote-unquote our pond mm-hmm. this weekend and i went there yesterday morning and mm-hmm. it was delightful i would barely call it chilly mm-hmm. and after i talked with amanda on a previous episode where it was super scummy just two days after it had been clear and it was very clear this time so mm-hmm. i don't quite understand how water you know kind of filtrates itself mm-hmm. but it somehow does and it was magical and i it was overcast and i got started just as the sun was coming up but th- you couldn't see the sun because it was cloudy mm-hmm. so the water was just this side of black mm. and it was pretty fantastic wow like i had to talk myself down a little bit yeah, from being the freaked monsters out
2: monsters are more yeah they come closer <laughs> to the surface when it's dark out. Uh-huh, yeah
1: <laughs> but i did just recently find out that sturgeon don't have teeth
2: we, and so, they live on the bottom
1: right, right 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 but I've all along thought that sturgeon had teeth yeah and there are not sturgeon in our pond well, let the record suppose, show well no
2: that one guy said there was a sturgeon there oh he did yeah he said oh. that supposedly there is a sturgeon down there
1: oh my goodness
2: only, all right. only one <laughs> he's mighty <writing> lonely
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my god so I'm looking forward to it I mean it was just it made me feel so alive oh and good I, ju- I got out and, and I stood up and literally raised my arms and triumph and said,
2: I am badass. Oh, good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I hope we could do it on Saturday instead of Sunday because I'm supposed to go to Corvallis. Oh,
1: definitely Saturday. Yes, okay, good. Because yes, yes. I'm going to go
2: to Corvallis and see Ellie on Sunday.
1: Good, good. Yeah. Your youngest daughter. Great, yeah. great. All right. Well, let's introduce the topic. So I figured with Halloween, turkey trots, and holiday races coming up and Disney races happening throughout the year, I decided it was time to revisit the topic about costumes you can wear while running Ooh. and i have very little creativity when it comes to this you're better you're much better at it than i am and so we're going to talk to two quote-unquote experts uh first one is amanda morales who is at costume underscore runner on instagram and becky Grammens, who is one of our brand ambassadors who loves dressing up for races and workouts molly and i will start talking about costumes to wear while running with our first guest after this break stick around Our first guest is Amanda Morales. Uh, She's a single mom of a tween daughter. They live near Tacoma, Washington, where Amanda is a recreation coordinator slash graphic designer for the Parks and Recreation Department. Amanda is a prolific racer, which we'll hear more about, and she seems to have no shortage of, of ideas for running costumes. So thanks for joining us, Amanda.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me.
2: So Amanda, tell me how you got started running.
3: So some coworkers and I decided, this was well, 10, 11 years ago, we decided it would be fun to do a mud run when all the mud runs were really trendy. Oh, and yeah. And mm-hmm. so we thought it would be fun. So we did a couch to 5K program because none of us were runners. Uh, I hated running growing up. And so we did this couch to 5K program and did this mud run in late October. So it was really, I mean, it was cold for the Pacific Northwest being in cold mud. and. Oh, yeah liked it okay enough to want to try to do a tough mudder which was the following September. The mud run that we had done was a 5k and tough mudder was 12 miles. We decided we should sign up for a half marathon sometime in the summer to kind of get that distance training in. Did our first half marathon I cried at like mile 9. I hated it. <laughs> I hated every like I hated everything about it. Did tough mudder and somewhere along the line I kind of got hooked
2: yeah I guess now you've done 73 half marathons and 24 marathons Correct. You are, you're you're going back for more
3: I uh, yeah you know something hooked me there I think it was the running community like just
2: uh-huh
3: there was never a race that I left feeling like I shouldn't have been there I don't know it's just such a fun supportive community it mm-hmm.
2: is yeah did mm-hmm. you run with your friends
3: I did at the mm-hmm. time. Um, we were doing a lot of like the silly fun 5Ks, like the, the bubble runs and the color runs, the mm-hmm. mud runs. Um, and then I had done the one half marathon. It took me another year. So it was a full year later before I ran my second half. And I ran with my sister-in-law. And that was the Rock and Roll Seattle.
2: Mm-hmm. I hope you, did you beat her?
3: Uh. Um, <laughs> But have to look, maybe by a couple seconds, we well, stayed, we we'll stayed just, together.
2: Yeah, time. we'll say you did. We'll say you
3: did. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. And I think because the first half marathon I did was like a, just a small local one, and then the second one was so much bigger, I felt the energy from that. And then I found out Disney did runs. I didn't know this at the time. I'm such a Disney nerd. Then it made it a goal to someday run Disney. And I think that's what got me hooked. Ah. Mm. So I started mm. running with friends, yes, and... They stayed at the 5k distances and I went off and started doing more half marathons by myself, yeah. but made, made friends along the way. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So did you always wear a costume while running or, or what made you start doing it?
3: It was that first mud run. All the advertisements had people in costumes. So I just thought that's what people did. Like, was so cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a running
3: outfit, right? There. <laughs> exactly. I was like, Oh, like people are dressed up and that's what you're just supposed to do is dress up and have fun. And, Quickly found out that that's not what people do. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and, and so what was your first costume and what are your inspirations for your costumes?
3: So the very first costume was the Mud Run and we were bikini baristas because they were like really big at the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here in the Seattle area. Uh-huh. And so we wore like those big oversized um, like swimsuit cover ups that had the bikini bodies on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we made little hats out of coffee cups that said, thanks a lot,
2: <laughs> um cute
3: and so i don't even know what the inspiration was for that it was just something fun and silly and thought that we could run in easily and then when we were running with friends like all of our 5ks and stuff we would do like fun socks or a fun shirt
1: mm. What would you dress as for your first disney race
3: so the very first disney race was the inaugural dumbo double bear challenge and so mm. i did the 10k on the saturday and the half marathon on the sunday and so i did cinderella For the 10 K and Rapunzel for the half marathon. Mm. Um, Oh, wow. Mm. It
1: was fun. Describe a little detail of, of those. I mean, how did you put together Cinderella and Rapunzel? I I imagine there was a long uh, wig or, well, you have long hair yourself. So you maybe didn't need a wig for Rapunzel.
3: I found, I think it was at the Disney store. They had this long hair piece for kids. Mm. And (laughs) so I purchased that and attached it to my hair she holds a frying pan in the movie. She takes a frying pan with her for protection in the movie. So I found this little plastic orange one, really cheap, but I spray painted it black so it would look like hers. And I carried that throughout the race. Her pa- Pascal, her little chameleon, I found a little stuffy of him and I sewed him onto a wristband. So he ran with me through the race as well. And then Sparkle Athletic has mm-hmm. like sparkly skirts. And so I use those a lot for my base and then kind of build around that. Mm -hmm. And I found a tank top that matched almost perfectly with Rapunzel's top. Mm -hmm. And so then I added ribbons and accessorized the sleeves. So I added fabric on the sleeves to make it look kind of puffy like her sleeves are. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. try and find, because I do it so often now, uh, inexpensive pieces or like just hand stitch stuff onto a tank top or a top Mm -hmm. or a skirt so I can pull it off easy and reuse it.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm mm-hmm so i think hearing you talk i'm struck by it's oftentimes the little details of that if you are really doing say a character from a movie to think about what it is you know so maybe if it's i don't know rafiki you have your little staff that has the the ball on it or something like that like i love that you not only found a plastic frying pan but then you went to the effort to spray paint it black like Mm -hmm. those are the type it's about executing the costumes and and I'm impressed with that. So talk a little bit more about that.
3: So I think that's what I really enjoy and get into is, um, you know, when I'm out training for these races, that's when my brain starts kind of thinking of different ideas, how to put it all together. You know, one of my favorite Christmas costumes was Clark Grizzle from Christmas Vacation. <laughs>
1: yeah, and huge. it was
3: just like running leggings that I wore because it was December. So just running leggings. And I had a white... Button down shirt. So, not really the most practical running clothes, but I've gotten used to running in non practical stuff. And then just a sweater that I found at a thrift store. But the thing that tied it all together was I found a little squirrel at the pet store. Like it was like a dog toy, but it was a little squirrel. And I hand-stitched him on the back of my sweater. So the oh. scene in Christmas Vacation where he runs up the mm-hmm. stairs and he runs down and the squirrel's on his back. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then I ran the whole half marathon with this little squirrel on my back.
1: So, and did Did people figure out who you were? They did, yeah, uh. and, and that's what makes
2: it is a squirrel because otherwise you'd be like ah, but once you see the squirrel, then you pull it all, it comes all together. That's great,
1: yeah, yeah, very savvy,
2: very good. So, do you ever start from like a traditional costume pattern and then work out, or do you always like think more like running gear and then move from that?
3: Try and do running gear and mm-hmm. move from that. I've I have ran in like I ran the Marine Corps Marathon in as Rosie the Riveter. And I wore denim coveralls.
2: Wow. Oh my gosh. And wow. it, yeah, it
3: was, it was.
2: That's it some was, chafing. <laughs>
3: it was, and it was humid. So I remember like taking off the top and tying it around my waist because it, it was all one piece, but I'd pull in the top down and tying it around my waist. So I had a tank top underneath. So I think after that, I was really trying to base it around running clothes that i could just mm-hmm. accessorize or like i said kind of hand stitch stuff on
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean that that is a really long way to run yeah. in denim coveralls
3: i know i see those people that
2: run you know like as in the full costume you know yeah, like or, as a
1: giant dill pickle or something yeah
2: exactly mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you were doing in the rosie the riveter that's that's a lot <laughs> do you sew at all like i mean do you work from patterns at all or not really
3: no, I mean, I do mm-hmm. sew. i don't I know I don't know how to sew well, so it's great for writing costumes when I can tear it back <laughs> apart later. Mm-hmm. I have made like my daughter Halloween costumes in the mm-hmm. past, so it's very costume based. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't know how to sew actual clothing.
2: Mm-hmm. I
3: have my sewing machine, a lot of hand stitching and a lot of hot glue. <laughs> mm-hmm. no that's great <laughs> and safety pins you know you... The, the safety pins from all the race bibs come in handy <laughs> have you had any
2: big fails like oh that fell apart you know like I can't you can't glue that on or carrying that one thing was just the worst or
3: so one year I think it was 2016 Beat the Blurch was on my birthday and I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with Beat the Blurge but part of it is like these little characters saying relax sit on the couch eat the cake and so there's the couches and the cake on the course and so I decided to run as the big birthday cake slice of birthday cake
2: oh wow
3: (laughs) and I I I couldn't do it I had to ditch it at mile three and then come back and pick it back up for the last three miles because it was just beyond impractical
1: (laughs) wait so you just left it there by like behind (laughs) a, a bush or something and then came back and put it back on
3: at an aid station. Yeah. I was like, can I leave this here? Cause it was an out and back. So I knew I would be coming back by.
2: Okay. How did you do birthday cake? I it was this that. big
3: cardboard.
2: Oh boy. Yeah. And, yeah.
3: Bulky, obnoxious. It looked really good for photos, but
1: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> it was not good for running.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So you ran a very special race in mid April in the most fabulous costume that so perfectly fit with the race. So tell us about that Monday marathon.
3: So, I mean, of course, it's every marathoner's bucket list. Didn't think I'd ever get there, but decided, you know, I'm going to make it happen. Ran for charity because I know I'll never qualify.
1: We should say you're talking about the Boston Marathon.
3: Correct. Yes. Yes. So last October, they offered a virtual, Mm -hmm. a virtual option. And so I ran the virtual. And during that virtual, I was like, I need to make this reality. Like, I really, really want to be there and experience Boston And so I ran for charity and like I knew I knew right away, like I dressed as a unicorn because it's the Boston Marathon's mascot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know exactly how I would do it yet, but I knew it was going to be some form of unicorn. Mm -hmm. And then running for charity, we had to wear their uh, singlet that they gave us. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it was building the costume around that. So I had to have the shirt seen and shown. Mm -hmm. So everything was built in order to still
1: be able to wear that. Yeah. Your your little headpiece for the unicorn was so adorable. It wasn't like you just put a horn on your head so you look like a narwhal or something. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it almost had kind of a Scandinavian feel in my mind to it with the the embellishments that you put on. So tell us about that.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I just got a cheap headband and some felt and some sparkly foam. Mm-hmm. Um, and the unicorn horn, of course, and then flowers. This year they added it was like celebrated women.
4: Hmm, yeah. And hmm. so
3: they added like the touch of lavender in with their traditional yellow and blue.
4: Mm-hmm. And so
3: I got flowers in those colors and then glued everything together. Again, hot glue. It's amazing. <laughs> so I just glued everything together and assembled it. Didn't really have a specific plan in place. It just kind of was placing stuff and it looked good. So glued it down and I was really happy with how it turned out.
1: Yeah. It was super pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So so talk briefly. The costume aside, I know that may be, um, you know, heresy to say that. Talk about what it was like to, to be there to get, get to Boston.
3: It was sort of like being in Boston was surreal. I was going through like a really, really rough place in my life at that time. Um, I had just filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. And so being there, it, it was everything that I needed hmm. at that moment. You know, one of my girlfriends dropped everything and came with me last minute to be there to support me. Oh. The entire city just, like, comes alive and is so excited for the runners to be there and so supportive. It was, like, nothing but positive energy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, everything that I needed at that moment. Yeah, just surreal. Like, people talk about how amazing Boston Marathon is, and it lives up to that.
1: It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So is that your best ever racing costume, your unicorn? No. Okay. <laughs> then what's your, what's your favorite?
3: So I was Elf on the Shelf one Ooh, year fun which was so fun and it was so easy to make but it just like really popped I love that one some of my favorites I was uh, Prince one year for rock and roll mm-hmm. and that one was really fun not oh, yeah. practical but fun and for of... Cobain for Seattle rock and roll oh stop oh, it how, <laughs> how'd you do that one I got these like really stretchy uh they look like denim but they were Kind of workout pants,
1: Uh Um, checkings, Uh
3: and then just a Nirvana T-shirt and an old flannel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have long blonde hair, so I kind of pulled it up so it looked like shoulder length. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did like a little goatee with
2: eyebrow pencil,
3: and (laughs) it didn't stay in place for the whole race. (laughs) I mean, was it smeared? It was a little. It was a little. Smeary at the end. a little sweaty. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so that one was fun. To your
2: friend Courtney Love. <laughs> did she <run>? yeah.
3: <laughs> Never did see her on the works. <laughs> and then Nutella for Be the Blurge. Like because of that costume, I met so many people and made so many friends. And so that was that's one of my favorite that stands out too.
1: I have to say I saw that on your Instagram feed. I, I don't know the blurge cartoons well enough to know what is the deal with Nutella
3: so in the comic he talks about laying on the couch drinking nutella out of a straw like that's what he would rather be doing than running <laughs> i made a, a headband with a nutella lid and then i put a straw stick it out so it looked like <laughs> nutella that you could drink from
2: you are so creative i know
3: right it's fun that's where that's where i um like that's where i shine
2: it <laughs> well, sounds like you shine in more than one area you've got got a great running history and all that and then you also hike with your daughter and get her to uh, dress up with you
3: yes so we love we love being outdoors we love being in the mountains we try and run to the mountains any chance that we get
2: mm, nice.
3: the running she doesn't love like i love which is fine but she loves to dress up so she does it so she can be with me and she can wear a costume so
2: oh. <laughs> what are some of your your costumes together?
3: Last Christmas we were snowmen. That one was really cute and fun. Aw. For a Halloween run, I was Cruella and she was a Dalmatian.
2: Oh. How old's your daughter? She's now 12. Oh, I bet she was so. cute. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs>
3: we did another Christmas run after I had been Clark Griswold. She was Clark Griswold and I was cousin Eddie. <laughs> um, so that one was fun. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I have to say, I love that movie so much. It's a funny one. And Mm -hmm. uh, particularly because my dad loved it so much, and he just nearly laughed himself silly (laughs) when he saw it. I mean, (laughs) it is such a silly, silly movie. I think I'm going to have to cue that one up again in Mm -hmm. December. So, okay. So let's go back to those denim coveralls and (laughs) anything else, you know, comfort and ease of motion is something that really needs to be considered when planning a running costume. Otherwise, you know, I would seem to think that that marathon probably seemed like a hundred mile ultra or something like that. So any other advice in that area?
3: I think using running clothes as your base Mm -hmm. is a great option and stuff that you've ran in before that way, you know, you know, it's comfortable for the most part. A little goes a long way, I found. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And I think those are like the most successful ones and the ones that, of course, are going to be the easiest to run in. I'm not the best to give advice for practical because, like I said, if, <laughs> <laughs> that's not always a first thought for me. Uh-huh. So,
1: so, like, I know in one turkey trot you went as it looked like uh, you were a piece of pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah. and, and so that your outfit, what your costume was predominantly white, I assume, to make you look like the whipped cream. And then, the, the, but then was that um, pie slice that it definitely seemed 3D? It seemed like it was stuffed. Mm-hmm. A- and so, was that made out of felt? And was that your trusty hot glue gun, or how'd that come about?
3: The base was cardboard and then uh, like butcher paper, orange butcher paper and brown oh. butcher paper, and then oh. stuffed with like batting.
1: Oh, wow. Oh. Then
3: just ribbons to tie on. So it was all running clothes except for that top layer of the pumpkin pie, but it was tied around my neck and then around my waist. Oh. So that's how it's kind of stayed in place. And it did pretty good. It
1: didn't shift a whole bunch?
3: No, it didn't shift a whole bunch. And I tried to make it not too wide where my arms could still do a natural mm-hmm. swinging motion. and wouldn't get in the way.
1: Awesome some mm-hmm. engineering. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I remember for one, I guess the holiday half here in Portland, remember that year we did that? pretty sure we did that together molly yeah and uh we went somewhere I for like goodwill or something i found a felt advent calendar that was quite large mm-hmm. and so i just remember pinning that like on the back of my running vest yeah, or something that like, worked and it was shaped like a christmas tree as i recall yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's about as clever yeah. as i get
2: my daughter and i were elsa and the snowman or the other one i don't know she but she's so little she just took a child's costume and kind of <laughs> tore it apart and wore it over her running clothes and then the snowman i just wore white with some black buttons and a skirt. It wasn't very, wasn't uh-huh. super cute. But anyway, we had we had fun. One time though, I dressed up as a slug for a Halloween half, and <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty, pretty cute. I had like these streamers to be like the slime trail and stuff. And, <laughs> of but, course you did. But no, you did. And I had like antennas, uh-huh. you know, like a headband with it. Nobody got it. Nobody got it. And I didn't run with friends or anything, so it was just, like, by myself in this weird, you know, they're like, uh, what are you?
1: Anyway. Were you dressed in brown or some, like, kind of neutral tone?
2: I think I had white on, and I think maybe I made a little cape. You know, like, everything I do is super cheap, so I probably, like, cut up a bed sheet and tried to make something. And it, it was not executed well is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Nobody got it. If nobody gets it. It's no fun, right? Yeah. What's next on your calendar for running and what costume do you have planned out?
3: I am registered for a 5k with my daughter at the end of the month for uh, Wicked Fast. That's a
1: Halloween theme. That's a good name. Uh Mm -hmm.
3: We haven't 100% decided. Like I mentioned, I'm kind of in a transitional phase right now, going through finalizing a divorce. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my costuming stuff is in storage. Mm. So trying to utilize what I have. So I, we haven't completely decided. we would probably look through and see what I have here. We talked about maybe doing Rare Rose and Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're, we're Disney nerds. so We love anything Disney. Not
1: sure yet. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're going to look fabulous no matter what you pull together. And we want oh, pictures. Thank you. Yeah, yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Amanda. And good luck with everything.
3: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Our next guest is someone I recently got to hang out with at the Twin Cities Marathon booth. It's Becky Grammons, who lives in St. Paul, Minnesota. She's the mother of two aged sons, and she works part-time at a legal publishing company and teaches fitness classes. Becky completed her first marathon earlier this year, and she whips up costumes for herself and her family members. So thanks for chatting with us, Becky. Great to be here.
2: Well, hello, Becky. Can you tell me about your running background?
4: Yeah. So I used to be the person that said, I only run if I'm being chased by an animal. Um, <laughs> and then a mom's group that I'm in online decided to do like a virtual run club. And I was like, Hey, why not? So I started with the couch 5k when my youngest was about one and a half and he's now eight. So when I first started running, I told my husband, I don't think this is going to stick. I really, I don't get the runners high, <laughs> Like, I don't know and he was running I was running and he was walking next to me so that just tells you the speed <laughs> we are very different runners.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So all right, tell us about your marathon last January. How did it go?
4: Yeah, so it um well it was a marathon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually injured my back right after my 17-mile run so I never ran longer than 17 miles and the 3 weeks leading into the marathon I ran seven and eight miles as my longest run. So my only goal was to finish and not get caught by the balloon ladies and to enjoy myself. So I was saying one and done, but then some friends caught me in a moment of FOMO when I'm doing another one.
2: (laughs) Ah, there you go. Yes. Classic marathon story. So what did you wear for your marathon and was it a good choice as far as comfort?
4: Yeah. I mean, I tested it. I always... Say nothing new on race day just like everybody should follow that rule um so I had tested it out for Halloween and I thought I made the right adjustment I live in Minnesota my January marathon really wasn't something I could test out a running skirt in outside so the inner skirt so I was the French can-can girl from small world because I was running at Disney World and the tool layer kept sliding down so once I got to Animal Kingdom and was so frustrated I wanted to to rip the whole thing off. I went into the bathroom, I took it off and I had pinned it so that it'd be easy to go to the bathroom. So it was only pinned to the front of the underside of my skirt. Mm -hmm. So I just flipped it so that it was all in the front and nothing in the back. And that worked out really well. So it was like adjustment on the fly, but it worked. So I didn't have to just throw it in the garbage can. Mm-hmm. I had a little
1: 17 or whatever mile that was.
2: I was going to ask you if you could pee in it. So there you go. You answered that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So, so Becky, I perused your Instagram account, and it doesn't seem like you wait for a race to dress up. So tell us about putting together costumes for Spirit Week workouts with that mom's running club you belong to there in the Twin Cities. Yes,
4: we do different Spirit Weeks, and we'll do like dress like your kid day or dress like your like your kid day. We did a 90s day and that was actually when we were virtual. So I was like the only one dressed up, which was fine. (laughs) And of course, you can't really work out in a flannel shirt. So that didn't last very long. But the uh, very dark lipstick really stayed on quite well during my workout.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Where do you get your costume ideas? It depends on the
4: race. So one of the Halloween ones that I did where I didn't have a Disney race to do, I went with a punny type of costume which that race is an out and back so it was really great to like see people running toward you and as I said I'm not the fastest runner so a lot of people ran back towards me and just seeing the look on their face as they were like what is she what is she what is she oh a fork in the road oh my gosh I (laughs) love it it was my favorite part of that race because it was pretty warm that day and it was a really hilly course um so yeah having that like added. Oh my god, I love your costume. Like as they're already past me
1: was pretty mm-hmm. fun. So tell us how you pulled that one off then.
4: Yeah. Um that was just black pants, a black shirt that actually was a race shirt from a previous race that I turned inside out and I cut out yellow duct tape that I had from a different costume because yes, I am not above using duct tape on my costumes. Mm-hmm. Um to make like the road and then I cut out a fork out of regular duct tape. And put that across my chest, and I was
1: a fork in the road. <laughs> and how big are we talking? This fork is because I'd be like running past and not be able to discern because of my, you know, middle-aged eyes. I mean, it was probably about six inches
4: or so. It wasn't like comically large, but it was big enough to like see the tines of the fork.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that might be the first time someone said the word tines on our podcast. So thank <laughs> you for breaking that ground. I love it. <laughs> So you get ideas from
2: puns and you had that on your, on your shirt is what I'm envisioning, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Before it was on my shirt.
2: Okay. So any other places you get ideas from besides puns? Like do you go to Pinterest or?
4: Yeah, I definitely peruse Pinterest. I'll come up with some ideas of like, Oh, these are the characters that I like. So I mm-hmm. want to do that. And then I'll just go on Pinterest and start seeing what other people have done because All of the favorite characters are ones that people have done a million times. So you kind of want to try to put your own spin on it. But you also don't want to be like so far off that you're like, who
2: are
3: you? Mm
2: -hmm. So you've (laughs) done it for your family members when you've run races. So what have been some of your family member costumes and like for your son doing a
4: 5K? Yeah. So in 2020, we did Disney and the boys did the one mile. And since they were both doing the same race, the other time we had done Disney, when they ran, they did two different races because of their ages. Um, So they were Ducky and Bunny from Toy Story 4, <laughs> which was kind of a problem because I made their hats and the bunny ears were kind of big. And we all flew that time. So I made them wear their hats. Stop the it. Stop it. Oh. Because I didn't want them to get squished. And like the Ducky feathers on top. I didn't want them to get broken off in the suitcase. Yeah, they weren't very happy with me, but (laughs) they're really good sports. And my favorite that I did for my husband. So he did the Dopey Challenge this past year and he willingly ran in a Dumbo costume. So it was a gray texture, gray shorts he wears all the time. And then I did like a collar, the red collar with the yellow trim. And then he had on a yellow stocking cap. Yes, I know it's Florida. Yes, I know it was January, but it was hot, so I felt really bad. But it was only a 10K, as we said. But I also fashioned some rather large ears out of, um, like, a tech material for him to run in with pipe cleaners holding them out. But he's really fast, so the ears didn't really have the same effect because they were kind of blown backwards most of the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw the – it looked like you had drawn out the um, design for it on a – look like to me like a inside of a shopping bag or something like that. And they were mighty large.
4: They were mighty large, yes. He would think you're making me wear this. I'm like, it's gonna be so great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So did he get any good photos? Because I mean that's that's the all important thing.
4: He did, but you know, since he runs fast, like the ears weren't as visible as I would have liked them mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Priorities, honey, you got yes. to st- see, see the photographer, put your hands behind the ears, make them stand out. Yeah. A little adjustment, get your ears up. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, okay, Becky, so when we were hanging at the AMR booth at the TCM Expo, I recall you saying how you look for existing items that can be incorporated into your costumes, at which point I was like, no, 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 save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. <laughs> so, so this is it. This is the podcast. So, so, a spill.
4: Yeah. So what I like to do is use running clothes because there's nothing worse than getting some uncomfortable areas from (laughs) a costume. So all of my costumes are built off of running clothes, whether they're things I already have or things that I buy in the right color or something like that. So the nice thing about disney races is you have to plan so far ahead to register for them that you don't have to start training but you can start doing your costumes (laughs) (laughs) um, costumes
2: comes before training huh
4: i mean i did have most of my costumes done before dopey training started in june so i mean it's a good distraction to not think about how far you have to run to get to the start lines but i needed like brown leggings or shorts and I was like is brown an easy color to find in shorts for running uh-huh. so I found those right away oh. um red tank top I'm gonna be Dale so just draw some red on my face and I'm done I did add some of the yellow like starburst or whatever his Hawaiianish shirt so that was my cricket has come in handy for a few things recently I'm going to do snow white, but I didn't want to do like a big snow white costume. So I got some yellow shorts, which my son was like, that's not the right color, yellow. And I'm like, (laughs) use your imagination. (laughs) These are also on sale. So this is perfect. And then a blue tank that I think I'll add some details to Uh just to make it more snow white instead of just a blue tank and never underestimate the power of a giant bow on your head. So, (laughs) yep. Then it pulls it all together. Already tested the giant red bow in a run, so that should be good.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so, you know, it sounds like you do wear shorts, because so many people wear the sparkle athletic skirts, which when Dimity and I have dressed for Disney races, we definitely utilize that because of their mirror, kind of gossamer sparkly quality, it, it feels costumey from the get-go. So, it sounds like you go the shorts route instead. And, and what are some other key elements? I mean, do you use arm warmers or... You know, it sounds like you use a lot of things on your head. So sh- Yeah.
4: Um, so when I did our 80s costume for rock and roll, Las Vegas did the leg warmers and the gloves and all that stuff. I don't recommend fishnet gloves. They kind of get annoying after a while.
1: <laughs>
4: but yeah, either because I'm Minnesotan, but I also am a hot runner. I usually plan for both Pants or shorts, just to be Mm. cautious. So, like when I did Bo Peep, I bought two pairs of pants because I was like, if it's hot, I'm just going to cut one pair off. So, the day before we left to fly down, I was checking the weather. I'm like, it's going to be hot. So, I now have a pair of pants and a pair of shorts in the (laughs) same exact style. But I was very glad that I did because that was one of the hottest years. On record and they shortened the full marathon that year because people were dropping like flies. So,
1: wow, 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 wow.
2: Well, that's a good idea to have a backup for whether it's cold or hot. Uh, What's your favorite
4: costume that you've done? I think my favorite is the Bo Peep costume. Mm -hmm. I went a little off her original costume because I couldn't find a flip belt in light pink. And I love to have my flip belt for my extra water and hydration and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I went with dark pink instead of light pink. And I got a giant dark pink bow that was the same color. And I actually found some custom fabric that I was able to make like the lacy part of the front of her costume out of. And my mom is really handy. I am not when it comes to sewing. So I borrow her sewing machine or I just bribe her to come over. (laughs) (laughs) Which usually works out the best so yeah I think that is my favorite costume I did run that full half marathon with a toy shepherd's hook oh my gosh Mm -hmm. which I thought I was going to dump it off with my family when I saw them Mm -hmm. wherever I saw them and then I was like well I kind of want it for the finish line and so I just kept running with it and it wasn't that bad it was a very lightweight like if you're going to run with a prop you definitely need to consider how long the distance is and how uncomfortable you're going to get. And I could have shoved it in my flip belt if I wanted to, to like mm-hmm. oh. be hands-free, but it was okay. I was able to do the whole thing. But now every time I'm like, okay, it was annoying after a while. Do I want to carry anything in my hand again?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. wow, wow. So, okay. So you have your mom do some of the sewing. So are you a proponent of hot glue as our first guest was?
4: Um, I do love hot glue. I do love duct tape. Mm. In 2017, it was the very last Avengers half marathon weekend at Disneyland. And I at the time I really didn't know who any of the Avengers were. My boys were still pretty little, so we weren't into superheroes yet. And so I decided to do a mashup because I love Moana. <laughs> She's got the girl power thing going. So I mashed up Iron Man and Moana, and I was Iron Moana. Oh my gosh. I didn't want to have to sew like all of the details of the Iron Man costume onto my tank top so I went the route of duct tape and it worked really well and then the center whatever that light thing is that he I mean I'm super into Avengers now I know what all these things are called Mm. the light source on his chest like his hardware whatever right put the Moana like wave on it
1: oh my gosh so yeah so I have to ask you know so when you're running in one of those races do you talk to other people who are wearing costumes? Like, do you feel an affinity for other costume runners? And and do you ever say like, oh my gosh, I love the trim on your cape. How'd you do that? Or, you know, kind of pick up tips as you're going along? Or is that not something you do?
4: Oh, no, I totally do. I always oh, am okay. like, hey, Cinderella, or hey, Snow White, like just calling people by their costume name, which really makes you feel like when you're running, when somebody like calls you out, it really kind of gives you that boost. Like they know who I am. It's really great. But yeah, I definitely like chat. I'm I'm one of those people that talks to everybody. And even when running, I'll be like, oh, my God, look at that. I love how you did blah,
1: blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that
4: makes it fun it does it also passes the time <laughs> yeah
2: yes. and you probably find other members of your costume family like oh wait they're my dwarves and
1: yeah.
4: there's my lost sheep yes exactly <laughs> like oh there's Woody. come yeah. here let's run <laughs> together for a minute for this photographer <laughs> yeah how
2: fun so uh, what costume races do you have coming up and do you have an outfit planned
4: yeah so I am going all in on Disney this All and winter, not all in. I'm not doing all of the Disney races for the season. We joked that I should, but I didn't. (laughs) But I'm doing all three at Wine and Dine and all four at Marathon Weekend. And so I have costumes for seven races, which is a problem because I always test... My costume at the Halloween race, mm-hmm. and I only have one Halloween race, and I have seven costumes to test.
1: So you're gonna have to wear them on your run. <laughs> I didn't realize that is like the biggest example of first world problems yeah, I think I've ever heard. I know, heard. <laughs> I know a couple first world problems. Yeah. So what
4: I decided is like I can wear a lot of the pieces in my neighborhood, and nobody's gonna give me a weird look. Well, maybe <laughs> not too weird of a look, but I don't think I can get away with running in a tutu around my neighborhood. So. That is the costume that I'm going to test out at the Halloween race so that Mm -hmm. I can not look like a complete lunatic running through my neighborhood in a black and white tutu. Trying to be Nemo. <laughs> wow. In wow. Portland,
2: people wouldn't give you a second
1: look. You yeah, could wear exactly. whatever
2: you wanted. <laughs> exactly. True. Oh, there she goes. Oh. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Seven costumes. And I feel like you need like a private plane to, you know, carry your costumes. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> well, luckily I'm traveling solo,
4: so I don't have to pack for my whole family. Oh, okay. I have the whole suitcase to myself. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness all right becky well we want to see photos on the another mother runner facebook page because um i'm in oh, awe yeah. of all of this love
2: so. your creativity yeah
1: thanks a lot for talking with this becky and sharing
2: thanks for having me on
1: wow i just i just bow down to that type of creativity absolutely so do you have a halloween costume planned oh my gosh you know the funny thing is i've I remember thinking of one a bunch of months ago, but now I realize I didn't write it down, so no, I don't remember it.
2: Yeah, I don't think I have anything planned either. Yeah. I feel bad. I
1: love to dress up. Yeah, we were gonna be something together. I'm not remembering. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We got we got time, Moss. That's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well I don't know, maybe somebody could turn our puffy running vest which we just debuted into a costume. I should put lay down that challenge for people. It's uh so we debuted a limited edition puffy running vest that we're taking pre-orders on and depending on where you live it's either the ideal fall winter outerwear or it's the perfect layering piece for chillier weather. It's a navy blue that's so rich, I originally called it deep sapphire blue on our Ooh. website until a colleague called me out on that and was like, "Um, Sarah, just call it navy. So it's um, it has embroidered on the left chest, says another mother runner in some really pretty colors, and then it has our shoes embroidered underneath the words so like i said we're taking pre-orders on this limited edition beauty through sunday october 16th and then the vest will ship in early november so to check it out and to place your order go to anothermotherrunner.com and click on the store link in the top navigation our podcast today was produced in saint paul minnesota by barry medora from fire on the bluff many happy perhaps costumed miles